Hospitals are busy, dynamic environments where nurses constantly monitor patient needs, prioritize work, and step in to help one another. A current study at OHSU is exploring ways to help with these activities by looking at the data that's constantly generated on an inpatient unit. In the future, early warnings of clinician overload could help charge nurses make real-time adjustments and reschedule tasks to improve workflow. It's Tuesday, June 11th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. And I'm Lisa Carter. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Patrick. So I've been out of the office the past few days. I'm hoping maybe you can tell me what's been happening. Yeah, so it's LGBTQ Pride Month, and there are a number of activities happening this week. And you should know. Yes, in the interest of full disclosure, I should point out that I'm chair of OHSU Pride, OHSU's LGBTQ Employee Resource Group. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, we're actually holding an event tonight from 4.30 to 8 p.m. It's a luau-themed Pride kickoff party and should be a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds like fun. You're going to have a warm evening, too. (laughs) Yes, the weather should be beautiful, um, a lot nicer than our... Um, party in December when it was raining cats and dogs. (laughs) But um, we also um, have air conditioning, so if it's a little too hot, you can always escape to the inside. Very nice. And OHSU will be participating in Pride this weekend as well, correct? Absolutely. So the Pride Parade is on this Sunday, June 16th, and we have a little bit better place in the lineup than we usually do, so we're hoping that'll mean a lot less waiting around. Um, People that have been in walked with us in the past know that there's kind of a a lot of waiting to do at the beginning so hopefully that'll be a little more pleasant um but it's really a lot of fun and we encourage everyone to come out everyone is welcome to join us and uh there's more information available about these events on ohsu now i assume how'd you guess (laughs) and what else is going on uh fiscal year 2020 parking rates were announced last week Yeah, uh, not everyone's favorite topic, but um, (laughs) annual parking passes will increase on average by 3%. But the good news is that the daily parking rate of $15 will remain the same for FY20. Oh, that is good news. Anything else? Just a few quick things. Uh, Terry Miner, a patient account representative, won the $1,000 prize for taking the 2019 employee survey. Oh, I didn't win, huh? No, uh, but (laughs) congratulations to Terry. Yeah. And the ever-popular Nike Company Store Pass is back for the month of June. You can find all of the details on that, along with the listing of other new discounts on OHSU Now. Excellent. Well, thanks for getting me up to speed, Patrick. In this week's main interview, Margaret McDonald sat down with Dana Womack, an assistant professor in the School of Medicine and the School of Nursing, to learn more about building a workplace barometer. I'm here with Dana Womack. Dana, introduce yourself. I am an assistant professor at the Department of Medical Informatics and Clinical Epidemiology and School of Nursing here at Oregon Health and Science University. And tell me about the project you're working on right now. The project I'm working on right now is called the Echoes of Workplace Overload and Wellbeing, and we are essentially looking to find ways to listen to our workplace environment so that we can better detect times when clinicians may be experiencing overload. Hospitals produce tons of data. Every time a nurse uh, presses a button on a machine or a patient calls for help or people use their communication devices, there's data that is generated about that. And right now we don't use that for real-time insight into what's going on. So the idea is that by looking at past work shifts where nurses have identified the appropriateness of their work assignment, that we can um, start to identify um, patterns that are associated both with overload and well-being. 
Tell me a little bit about the team members who are involved in your research. In this project, I'm really thankful to have three registered nurses from the medical intensive care unit who are actually working as study team members. And they are helping um, gather data, analyze the data, and really synthesize the information to make sure that anything that we produce is highly relevant and well-grounded in their domain knowledge. In addition, I have a number of mentors and it's really wonderful that they come from multiple professions, including medicine, nursing, industrial engineering, and computer science. What is the value of having an interdisciplinary team like that? Medicine and nursing, they're going to be the experts at clinical care and clinical outcomes. The industrial engineers take a different approach, and they look more at um, human-computer interaction, things like fatigue in the workplace, and um, really bring a, a different and broader perspective because industrial engineers tend to work across healthcare in many other fields as well, and they can bring knowledge that's been learned in other domains into healthcare. And then in terms of um, computer science, um, those are the folks who are really experts at um, managing, analyzing, and incorporating data into multiple processes. Now, you're an assistant professor now, but you have been a bedside nurse in the past, is that right? Yeah, I started out my career as a registered nurse uh, working in orthopedics and neurosurgery as a med surge nurse and um, went on to work as a traveling nurse for a number of years. Where, so I was able to experience a healthcare delivery in, in a number of hospitals across the U.S., and as a traveling nurse, did you notice patterns from one hospital to the next of the, the same type of overload happening? Definitely. I learned several things from being a traveler. First, that um, nurses are altruistically motivated and will really go to great lengths to deliver excellent patient care. Um, that hospitals are complex systems uh, with many opportunities for things to fall through the cracks. And um, that hospitals generally don't look to frontline nurses to solve these kind of gnarly systems problems which actually prompted me to go back to school and um, focus on informatics. The job of nursing, it seems like there are busy times and there are very busy times. What does that look like working on the floor as a nurse? So as a nurse, you, you want to be there for your patients and meet their every need in a, in a timely way. And um, that is the objective, but there are times when a lot of things happen all at once. Um, a patient has a pain crisis. Somebody comes back from surgery. Um, you need to help somebody else get ready to go to surgery. And you need to be three places at once. Maybe you've helped someone to the commode and then somebody else has an alarm that goes off. And um, so as a nurse, you're constantly adjusting what you're doing to meet the demands of the situation. And it seems like nurses must be very good at that. They are. They develop exceptionally. They're very adaptive and, and um, manage to... Um, keep patients safe in a whole variety of working conditions. And so the research you're doing, how does that inform this process and help it? So right now, um, it's primarily charge nurses and staff nurses themselves that maintain awareness of the work environment and adjust what they're doing to adapt to the needs of patients. But the idea is that we could also use the data that's already being produced in the work environment to help augment their awareness of what's going on. Listening for um, digital signals of both 
wellness and overload in the workplace so that you have um, computers augmenting human awareness and supporting management of effective and timely care. So you're looking at data that's coming in from a lot of different machines and systems, and you're also looking at what's happening among the nurses on the floor. We're looking at past data that um, was generated on past work shifts where nurses rated the appropriateness of their work assignment. Over the past summer, um, OHSU implemented a work intensity tool, and as part of evaluating that pilot deployment on six units, nurses were asked once a day um, to rate the appropriateness of their work assignment. Charge nurses would go and physically ask nurses to rate the appropriateness on a one to six scale. We used um, a question from a standardized uh, nursing survey, and they would record the answer on the daily assignment sheet. So we're looking for patterns that are associated when the um, workload was perceived as inappropriate and appropriate. And then what do you compare that to? So we look at the appropriateness of the uh, workload in relationship to many different patterns in the data. So we're looking at um, the number of medications that were dispensed, the number of times patients pressed their call lights to ask for help, um, when labs were drawn, when communication events occurred over vocera, and just a broad array of um, when patients came and left the unit. So there can be um, patterns in any of those data elements or patterns that involve multiple types of activity. What are some of the patterns that you've seen? One of the surprises that came in a project that led up to our current project is that potentially a small number of activity patterns in the workplace can really give you insight into how well things are going on a given work shift. Even as few as three activity patterns were able to help um, classify work shifts by the presence or absence of unplanned overtime. And we found that um, the number of minutes you spent on vocera, the percent of medications that were delivered via syringe, and the um, number of helping behaviors where nurses helped other nurses pass medications for patients, we were able to classify work shifts by the presence or absence of unplanned overtime. The accuracy was in the mid-60s, so it's not a system that you would deploy, but it was um, an exciting finding because it, it helped us realize that there is signal in this data that's being generated and that there's potential for us to glean insight that can help us manage our day-to-day -day workplaces better. We're casting a broad net and looking at many different potential digital signals right now, but hopefully we'll be able to come up with just a small number of those that can really help us have a weather barometer for our patient care units so that we can augment our, our humans who are there and help them anticipate, monitor, and react to these hotspots of potential overload as they occur in time. Assuming that you identify meaningful patterns of information in the current data, what will be your next steps? So next steps will be to, to validate those and to make sure that they are in fact giving us useful information in the work environment. We anticipate doing pilots of both retrospective and real-time analysis of data and looking at um, outcomes such as nurse perceptions of the appropriateness of their workload, timeliness of care, 
whether or not there may have been missed care, such as there wasn't time for a patient to be ambulated or, or things of that nature. Um, people not being able to take lunches, just signs that tell us that the digital signals are in fact providing meaningful information about our workplaces. The hope is that this will be able to help the organization um, enhance care in several ways. One would be um, helping people become aware that others around them may be um, experiencing or beginning to experience overload so that they can offer assistance to each other in real time. Um, secondly, if, if an organization has um, a flexible resource pool that can be deployed to different areas of the hospital, maybe um, there's some unassigned nurses for the house that could float to different areas that they would know where to go um, in, a, in a data-driven way. Um, and then lastly, um, we could study these patterns of um, overload in time to learn from them and identify opportunities where we can either um, mitigate or prevent them. Obviously, we'll never be able to um, stamp out all un unexpected demand bursts, but if there are some that might be um, influenced by the system because we've scheduled too many things at a close point in time that we could start um, adapting and modifying um, the underlying structure of our work systems. So nurses are used to using their judgment, and they've been doing that for a long time. How do you predict they may receive this new information and use it? That's a wonderful question, and it's one that we will be studying um, because it is true. Nurses are, their domain knowledge and judgment is the primary source of knowledge and knowing what to do in everyday clinical care, and it will always be that way. Um, there is no, no desire to replace nursing knowledge with technology. But just as you know, our Garmin helps us get to work in, or in the best way, we could augment this awareness of what's going on in the workplace with technology. So that the idea is that humans and computers together are better and that computers will never replace the human. Well, thanks for joining us today, Dana. Thank you, it was my pleasure to be here. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Margaret McDonald and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. And I'm Lisa Carter. See you next week.